Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Growing Through? So, you know, I always talk about being excited about my episodes, but this one particular one is a different level of excitement because it was a part of something that I manifested for this season. So you remember the book that I um, promoted and still categorized as my favorite book of 2020, my favorite book of life, to be honest, Pussy Prayers. Yes, that one. I had the opportunity to have a conversation with the author of this book, Pussy Prayers. And it was definitely a hallmark experience for me being able to have a conversation with somebody for one that I'm a fan of and two, had an impactful change on my life and my um, journey of growth. So I definitely hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoy recording it. Oh, hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, once again, I would definitely like to thank you for even considering being on the podcast today. Um, I'm oh, definitely, a, a, definitely a fan, and <laughs> I definitely picked you for this particular episode because I am aware that you have a lot of knowledge and a lot of things that you we need about to, we need to know about our pussies. Period. So that's <laughs> the simplest way I can put it. Yeah. Um. So. I like to start by the guests sharing a little bit about themselves. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what there is to to say. I I'm a black woman. I like to start with that since people like to accuse me of not being oh. a black woman. Yeah, it's interesting. I've had quite a few people insinuate that I may be the ops or somebody. I don't know. I don't whatever so <laughs> I am a black woman black millennial woman I um I was born in in DC raised in the south I have always been someone who kind of did things for like shock and all like I like surprising people um so you know the title of my book is probably the culmination of that. <laughs> I just like to push the envelope and I like to ask questions and I like to do the things that people say you're not supposed to do because I like to ask why, you know? I like to know why we can't talk about that, why we can't do this or that, why is this frowned upon or whatever. So that's pretty much how I've entered everything. Um, I used to be a teacher. I did the same thing when I was teaching my kids. Like, I'm probably blacklisted from teaching children just because I did not do it the way that the principals or whatever would have liked. Mm -hmm. um, and my kids love me. Their parents love me. But, you know, it didn't look like all the other teachers on the hallway because I was not afraid to push back and do what was best for the people who needed it and provide the right information for mm -hmm. people who needed it and so I've kind of transitioned from that to doing it for other black women okay 
I love it. Um, that kind of leads into my my one of my first questions. Like, what happened in your life that kind of influenced you going on a journey of teaching and discussing about the importance of our pussies? Um, nothing in particular until I realized that I just had a, a lot of different experiences. Um that I learned from and that I imagine that other people could learn from as well. Um, I didn't even really think about it being something that I shared with other people until I was in a group chat with a bunch of my friends from college. And we just started asking questions and talking about different things regarding our sexuality and our bodies and the experiences that we've had in relationships. Um, and we realized that we had never felt comfortable asking those questions or, you know, telling those stories anywhere else at any other time. Um, and I realized that I had a lot to share in that regard. And it helped people to not feel like they were strangers, like they were just, you know, the weirdest people ever or that like this one thing had only happened to them and nobody else. And so they were. Uh, weirdos or something you know I don't know but <laughs> that's um, you know I, I wanted people more people to have that feeling that feeling of I'm not weird I'm not strange I'm normal other people have experiences as well they just didn't talk about it right okay um so let's dive into um I guess the topic of like from your perspective what is the importance of a woman like the relationship between a woman and her pussy I mean I feel like you come out of one so you should probably know a lot about it right you come out mm -hmm. of one you have one and for whatever reason, you're never supposed to talk about it. You're never supposed to look at it. You're never supposed to mm -hmm. touch it. You're never supposed to think about it. Like the the expectation is that some man is just gonna come and and mm -hmm. deal with it, and you don't have to know nothing about it. And you just you know wipe front to back, and that's really all you're concerned. And I just feel like that's not <laughs> nearly enough. That's not okay. Um, I remember being in college and having um, a friend, I won't explain how she was a friend, she might hear this and be upset, but I had a friend <laughs> who was uncomfortable naming uh, the parts of herself. And so she would always say down there and we would just be like, what girl? Like, what? <laughs> like, she has a name, we are grown. And she was just so uncomfortable. And we would talk about, you know, different things and she'd be like, well, I don't know anything about that. And I guess I expect my, my man to know that. I'm like, your man has had a penis his entire life. How would he know anything about what you got? He don't have that. He don't look at that every day. That don't make sense. So I think that we have to first get over this. I mean, it's taught. It's definitely not innate. This, this thing that we're taught that we are separate and apart from that part of our body. And that's not, you know, to be talked about or discussed or looked at. And I think that when you can really feel 
like, you know, this is me, this is all me, this is all a part of me, and this is one of the most sacred spaces on my body, it really unlocks a lot of other things for you. It really unlocks mm-hmm. um, a lot of healing, releasing a lot of shame, even if it's not related to your sexuality, just that box of things you've been taught to not talk about or that weren't okay. Um, when you really start to relate to your body differently, all those things kind of release themselves as well. Right. No, I definitely, um, I think that's one of the, obviously the biggest thing I got from your book is just, I can't even say rebuilding, it's just building a relationship with my pussy that was never there. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we were always separate. Like it was just me and then it was her. Um, And then there was a lot of mistreatment that I gave to her Mm -hmm. and I had to work on like forgiving myself for that and just you know beginning the process of actually getting to know her better and building that relationship that was never there yep exactly um right um so I know in your book you mentioned like you kind of talk about the relationship between womanhood or femininity in the pussy Mm -hmm. can you speak a little bit about that well So I do like to acknowledge that every person who has a pussy is not particularly feminine. They're not Mm -hmm. even particularly, you know, a woman if they don't want, if they don't identify as that or if that's not, uh, you know, what they call themselves. So I don't want it to seem like, you know, I'm coming at this from a perspective of women have pussies and everybody else is just strange. Like, no, that's not, (laughs) that's not what I want to say. But I do think that we have a very different connection to our femininity. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, I think everybody has a feminine self, a feminine side. And those of us who have vaginas, who have pussies, have a different relationship to that feminine nature and I think that part of our coming into ourselves and understanding who we are and feeling confident in who we are is embracing that feminine side of ourselves and that's for everybody of every gender pussy or not like I feel like the neglect and the disrespect of the feminine sides of ourselves has led to a lot of the issues that we have personally Mm -hmm community-wise, you know, just society at large. Um, But I think that if we can start on an individual level of understanding who we are, not necessarily defined by a body part, but understanding that because we have that body part, you know, we have a different connection to this side of ourselves that we can understand and embrace. What are some things you do to practice self-care? If you're anything like me, I love a good candle because candles serve so many different purposes and cater to so many different vibes. From candlelit dinners to romanticizing your bay or even romanticizing yourself to lighting candles during your favorite playlist or even lighting candles while you relax in a bathtub. Courtesy of Scented Kindly, we have created an opportunity for my listeners and candle lovers to be able to purchase 
some of their favorite scents, candles, and everything else you can find at a discounted price with the discount code GROWTH15. That's G-R-O-T-H-1-5. The discount codes in the end of this week, November 20th. Get it while you can and tell her Chris sent you. What advice would you give to someone who's um, either in the beginning of the process of connecting with her pussy or who's struggling to even get to that point? Um, what advice? Uh, be kind to yourself. Um, you know, don't beat yourself up for the things that you didn't know when you didn't know better. You know better now, so you can do better now. Um, I would say hopefully you have some kind of support. Um, because unpacking a lot of that can be traumatic, it can be uncomfortable, it can, you know, lead to a lot of other feelings. So hopefully you have some kind of support to um at least guide you through that or at least, you know, make you feel less alone in that. Um and good for you. Good for you. Like it don't matter <laughs> when you start, if you are 15, if you're 50, it don't matter. Like you started and that is the point. So what what do you suggest like when someone like what's a good maintenance thing? Like some because somebody can start the journey and then fall mm-hmm. off. So it's like what are some things you would recommend um, um for that? Probably the same thing. I mean, it's just like anything else, right? When we're trying to, you know, eat a certain way or exercise or any other positive habit, we're going to fall off the wagon. We're going to not feel like it. (laughs) We're going to be like, this is too much today. I can't. And I mean, the best thing to do is just hop back on. You know what to do. And okay, so you haven't done it for a while. So hop back in the saddle, get right back to it. Like I think, or I tried at least to write the book in a way that folks could use it as a reference and not feel like they mm-hmm. had to reread the thing every single time they wanted to know something, but they could flip to different parts and different sections and know, you know, okay, I can find what I need in here. So, Speaking of the book, what was one of your um, biggest challenges with writing the book, if there were any? Um, challenges? The only challenge, I think, was just feeling like, oh, my God, I'm really putting all my business out into the world for people <laughs> to read. Like, this is terrifying. Like, this is actually not what I thought I was going to do with this. Um, and really just mm-hmm. talking myself down and, and making sure that I reminded myself that this was beyond me this was to help other people this was to help other people Mm -hmm. heal and learn and grow and not make the same mistakes that I did and if they did make the same mistakes that I did not feel like they were you know so alone or dumb or anything like that um so yeah that's I mean that's still an issue (laughs) sometimes I wake up and be like I really (laughs) did that that is really out in the world for people okay we love you for <laughs> this. <laughs> we needed you. Well, I needed you. Let me only speak for myself. Um. So, what it, on the other side of it, like, what's the biggest blessing, um, or a lesson that you got from going on this journey of writing um, and sharing? I would say the biggest blessing has just been knowing that it wasn't for nothing. Like having people email me and and things like that and be like this was amazing thank you so much you changed my life I shared this with my daughter I shared Mm -hmm. this with my mom like that 
to me has probably been like all what made it all worth it um challenges I don't know people like I said people think I'm white people think I'm a white person um <laughs> but wait why have they explained why they because think white? I don't post pictures of myself I didn't well first of all uh, I didn't do this to be famous I didn't write this book right to be all up in the spotlight I wrote this book when I was still teaching so I did not want my name on it <laughs> so <laughs> people have taken those things and made it seem like I'm trying to hide being a white person, a white woman, a white, a white man. And I understand that that is happening with some of our favorite, you know, Black platforms and Black brands. And, you know, there's been times where that has happened, but I promise I am not <laughs> one of them. Oh, I believe you. people who know me or have seen me or have anything that I don't even understand how that's a thing but apparently it is and every now and again I get a message or get tagged <laughs> in a post where somebody's like I don't trust that black girl bliss and anybody who's talking about xyz they can't be black okay all what? right sure that's crazy yeah yeah <laughs> I guess since I actually read the book, I would have never second guessed that this was written by nobody other than a black woman. I don't know something about it, the whole vibe, the energy of it. It felt. I like thought it felt, that. So I thought that it was. It clear. does. I didn't think that. You know, I thought people would have things to say, but I didn't imagine that the thing that they said was they probably white. And I think it exactly. happened on my Instagram too because I was saying that. Uh, I guess this was controversial, but I was saying that all of these companies that are selling you things to put up inside your vagina because they are telling you that you mm -hmm. need to detox, that your vagina is dirty, that it's full of, I don't know, sperm and energy and darkness, whatever, and making you think that you need to buy these detox pearls and these pills to be wetter <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Like I said, like, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. There's billion trillion dollar industries have been built off making us feel ugly, dirty, fat, whatever. And it's not true. People are just taking your money. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's in these things that you're putting inside your body. They exactly. can't tell you. They don't know. They'll tell you, oh, it's a secret, but it's because they're buying it from China. They don't know. These things come off <laughs> Alibaba and they buy them and then you're putting them inside your body. Like, don't do that. But apparently for saying that, I was perhaps a white person because why would I stop Black women from healing themselves? <laughs> and, you know, so many women have gotten so many results from using those kinds of products. So why would I tell people not to use them? Okay, whatever. Just just say that. If I'm messing up your money, just like just say that. Just say <laughs> you're about to put me out of business. Please stop. Just be honest. Um, but I also feel like, in my opinion, from what I'm hearing, I feel like it touches on the sad truth is like talking about our pussies as a woman in general is not really a thing, but especially in the mm -hmm. black community, like we it's such a, a you know a hush thing. So it's like you can't be black because it's like ain't nobody mm -hmm. talking about it. So it's like why is this a white mm -hmm. woman? You know, disguising. You know, I feel that I, I can see the mentality of people. 
It's crazy to me. I mean, of all the things I thought would happen, this that was not one of them. So that was very much a surprise right. in my book. Definitely. I'm still shook that people, I don't know. I'm going to leave that alone. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Where are we going with this? Um, so I wanted to hit you with one of your pressure okay. point questions from your book. Um, and I decided to choose the one that said, consider your past and present relationships. How do these relationships make you feel about this person? <laughs> um, well, I would say that considering my past relationships, I definitely have had to be like, oh, girl, I am so sorry. We did not deserve that. That is not <laughs> something Same. that we should have been out here doing. That is not okay. Um. And again, that was back at a time where it was like, you know, don't talk about it, don't look at it, don't touch it, don't do nothing. Just, you know, it, it's not for mm-hmm. you or whatever. So growing through that, that's like, okay, it happened, fine. Like, we know better, so we do better now. And so ever since I have done the work to do better, I can definitely say that any relationships after um, a certain point where a lot more positive, a lot more um, respectful, a lot more, um, I don't know, like the phrase I want to say is like on my level, I feel like I was doing a lot of things that were beneath me, like these people Mm -hmm. that I was dealing with were not on my level, they were not about what I was about. So I ain't have no business over there anyway, but I was. <laughs> so, you know, moving on from that, it has definitely been a lot more positive. Good. I can definitely relate to that. Um, even though my present relationship is something, because I, I I read your book, well, I discovered your book um, at the end of last year, but I didn't really like mm-hmm. pick it up to read it um, until like June. So it, I, I definitely am in the beginning of stages of noticing mm-hmm. the difference in the relationships that I'm in, the people that I'm connecting with and the mm-hmm. way that I'm connecting with them. So I definitely felt that, especially the, the past relationships. Cause those were <laughs> shit shows, most of them anyway, because I just wasn't, you know, it's just, it's just it was a different, it was yeah. a different mentality back then. Um. So I know, well, I saw that you are in the, well, not in the process, mm-hmm. you released another book. And tell us a little so, bit about that. The, the second book is called Please. Um, and it's all about centering your pleasure, sexual and non-sexual, um, mm-hmm. as a means of self-care. And what I mean by that is when you are engaging in the things that make you happy, that make you feel satisfied, that make you feel uh, at peace, comforted, ease, love, all of that. Those are the things that nourish you and restore you and fill you up and make you or give you the energy that you need to do whatever it is that you want to do in this life. Um, And so I talk Mm -hmm. about a lot of the ways that we have been... um, told that this level of self-care, self-indulgence is not for us. 
um, Black women have been taught that we have to give all of our energy away. We have to do for other people. We're obligated to all these other people, places, and things, and we never give that same attention and time and resources and energy to ourselves. And I am, hopefully, the people who read it will understand that the goal is for you to put yourself first, you know, prioritize you and pursue the things that make you feel good so that you have the energy to do what you want to do with it. You know, there's so many times where I've talked to older women who had these dreams, but they put them aside because they had kids, they had a husband, they had to take care of this person and that person. And then time just got away from them and they never put themselves first. Um, and I want us to end that, you know, with, with, with our generation. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we have to pass that down. Um, there's so many people like elders and like, I think in the book, I mentioned Angela Davis, folks that were a part of large movements who were like, people weren't taking care of themselves. Like, they just weren't. And imagine how incredible our movements could have been if people had just taken care of themselves. If they had taken time to step away and take a break, rest, you know, all of that. You know, how different Mm -hmm. things could have been um, in their lives and in the things that they were a part of. So it is just a reminder that, you know, your pleasure is for you. Your energy is for you. You give it out when you want to, but your main job is to make sure that you are well taken care of because you can't do for nobody else, including yourself, if you are not okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I love that. Um, so my last question for you is what are you currently growing through? <sighs> so... I would say the biggest thing now is going from, you know, just a regular person who just happened to write this little book and just put it out there with no plan, didn't think anybody was going to see it. It wasn't a big deal. I just, you know, whatever, let's do it. And it has turned into this whole thing that I could not have imagined. It has changed every part of my life. Um, And so I'm now trying to navigate being a business owner, being somebody who, you know, is running something and in charge of something for the first time Um, and all the things that come with it. And it's, it's interesting, but it's definitely a, a Mm -hmm. growth time. So I am grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I once again, I appreciate you for what you have done and what you continue to do. And I definitely appreciate you for being on this episode. Thank you for having me. Um, no, of course, of course. Um, so if you want to like give out information, like people can reach you, please um, do so <laughs> if you want to be reached. Right. I like to say low key, but no, it's um. <laughs> Social media everywhere is Black Girl Bliss. Um, on Instagram, it is Black Girl Bliss Official because Instagram is some haters and they shut down my Black Girl Bliss Instagram mm. at almost 10K followers. But I'm going to relax. I'm going to get no. over it. So we are now <laughs> over at <laughs> Black Girl Bliss Official on Instagram and everywhere else. It is just Black Girl Bliss. And BlackGirlBliss.com is the thing. 
Today's Black Shoutout of the Week goes to a fellow podcaster that I know, Nick, who is the creator of the Soul Not Told podcast. Please go check out and support everything he has going on. He has great content from encouraging financial growth in others to just creating opportunities for people not to be left behind. In closing, we are growing, we are glowing, we are shining, we are thriving. Until next time, my friends.